Good day. This is Rick Brown from the venue. We're here in the studio today with C Flats. They'll be putting on a concert tonight at the venue, and we're going to be talking to them, find out a little bit about them, where they've come from, where they are now, and where they're headed in the future. So we're going to start off with, uh, well, I guess I will introduce everybody. Everybody can go around and introduce themselves. Uh, we'll start off with Greg. Hello, uh, my name's Greg. And you play? I'm playing uh, acoustic and electric guitars and trading off some vocals with John, the lead guitar player, and the other two guys who sing in the band. Okay. And Gary? Well, I'm Gary Hollick. I'm from Canal Flats, BC, and I'm a bass player and backing vocals for the band. A little bit of acoustic and pretty much it. Okay. And John without a H. <laughs> without an H, yeah. It's, uh, I'm John Howes. Um, from Windermere, BC. Um, I play guitar, sing some songs, and that's about it. And John, John Vanderplu from Canal Flats, BC, drummer. Uh, some background and uh, a couple of lead vocals. Loving it. Okay, that's great. Well, I, I guess it's pretty obvious where the name C Flats came from then. Canal Flats, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, yep. it's an odd note. It, well, it is. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of a an interesting pun on uh, a few different things and different mm -hmm. levels. It's got a few levels to it. Yeah, exactly. So, Greg, tell me about uh, yourself. How'd you get started in music? Well, I started taking music lessons at about twelve years old till about thirteen years old, and quit because my little sister was playing the bass and she hated it. She'd cry every time. So, we stopped music lessons, and I just kept on going and. Then started making up my own songs, but uh, uh, that's where it started way back then. And by 16, I already had a couple of songs made up, originals. Okay. I really never worked on cover tunes that much and, until I met these guys. Well, that's, that's interesting. Uh, what Did you start off with just regular guitar or did you do the bass? or? I was just in uh, electric guitar. Just yeah. electric guitar. And lucky the guitar teacher was teaching me bar chords, which really helped me out for the future. Cause, That's for sure. Oh, yeah. And I started learning on a 12-string and never learned bar chords. They're too hard to, oh, yeah. too hard to do them on a 12-string. <laughs> so Now I struggle with them myself. So, uh, Gary, um, how'd you get started? Well, I'd say... Uh, Probably when I was in the womb listening to the rhythm of my mom's heart. <laughs> and then once I come out, it was pretty much I've been a music nut ever, ever since. since? Um, yeah. I remember my earliest memories of, I was quite small, I'd drag this stool to this, uh, we had a record player up on a big fireplace mantle and I'd be in my little sleeper and mom would be cleaning the house or whatever and kid, older siblings would be at school and She'd be, be all kind of quiet in the house, but I'd drag the stools over because I knew where the record player was. And I'd pull out, uh, my oldest brother had an album, Deep Purple, Book of Talesman. And I was hooked on Kentucky Woman. And that was the song that resonated with me off that album when my brother would play it. So I'd get up there and I couldn't even see the <laughs> thing where you put the record on. I just kind of went by a feel, dragging it back and forth until it would drop. <laughs> and I'd get that needle up there and rock out. Oh, and yeah. then my mom would come running. There I am on this stool, eh? And she'd be freaking out. And so yeah, I kind of progressed from that. And then um, she bought me a guitar. And a book on how to play, and I was about probably maybe ten, and I really struggled because I could look at the shapes in the book, hey, and 
I could make the cords, but there was no way I was going to switch them around. I just didn't have the muscle coordination to do that. And I had an electric and I'd power cord out on that and make up songs or play by ear, kind of try to mm -hmm. follow along. I couldn't tell what I was doing though. I didn't even know what chord I was playing back then. And then I got really serious about playing about, well, must be four or five years ago. Um, knew this young guy he was super talented just a sweet kid and i'd go over and play his guitar a little bit and he really encouraged me like he was like you know you should really stick with it because i had a couple of song starts or whatever his name was stephen thompson and he tragically passed away in an accident and uh after that accident it just kind of seemed like um every time i was playing it was kind of a connection to him, eh? Because he really inspired me. Because he had mm -hmm. all this talent at such a young age. And it'd be like, wow, man. Like, I just wish I had that. And he always kind of coached me. Like, well, get serious about it. Like, obviously, you can do it. You just got to keep practicing. And so, yeah, I started practicing. And it was almost like a light went off. Things really started to make sense. And I was starting to get the muscle memory. And then uh, as I was starting out, I was just doing cover songs of the music I like to listen to, like a lot of Seattle band stuff, Chris Cornell, Screaming Trees, Madani, that kind of stuff. And uh, Valley Forge would be playing gigs or had a benefit there for their old sound guy, Doc. And they uh, let me go up and do a couple of my cover songs, and that kind of got me a taste for playing in public, eh? and kind of like kind of get the nerves a little more. That first seasoned. time you go on a stage and somebody claps, you can hear your heart. Right? <laughs> yeah, the yeah. shaking leg. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know the band watched me progress mm -hmm. over these years. Oh man, you've blown right up and, over five years. Yeah. And then uh, their original bass player quit because he was committed in another band, mm -hmm. kind of getting tired. And so they approached me if I wanted to play bass. And at first, when I got the text from John, I thought he had the wrong number. <laughs> I had, I had yeah. taken up bass in high school. My dad was a bass player in a band when he was young. And uh, I thought maybe bass would be easier than trying to learn the coordination of playing six string. So anyways, I went in with good intentions, but couldn't grasp the concept of reading music, and I just kind of dropped out and funk around on it in the bedroom type thing, but I didn't really take it very seriously. I just kind of found a bland and boring mm -hmm. type of an instrument to me personally, and so I started going towards the guitar thing, and then when these guys approached me, I remember texting John, and I was like... Well, we could try, but I haven't touched one since high school, and I really sucked at it, eh? But very well, we've watched you progress on the guitar, so I think you'll be okay. And I knew you'd be okay. So I yeah. had the songs to learn, and I'd be listening, and I, my, it, I was like, well, i got to figure out how I'm going to memorize all these, you know? That's a lot of songs i got to cram. It's like a lot of homework. So I started putting my own little twists on, on the progressions, and... I figure that's going to help me remember, and the guys really seem to like it. So yeah, I just kind of, kind of put in what I feel at the time. Or everybody thinks the bass is a simple instrument, but there's not. a lot of layers, a and lot I'm, of layers of skill involved. It's just that the people that play bass are simple. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that joke. It's, <laughs> uh, 
Good one. It's like it's like the joke I saw. It <laughs> one says day uh, those bass players will rise. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I the joke I saw on uh, on the internet. It says uh, Bill plays the drums. What's he doing tonight? And it's he's out partying or something. It says uh, Gary plays the bass. What's he's doing? Nothing. He plays the bass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the bass players always get always get the brunt of it. Always get the brunt of everything. Hey, what'd the bass player get on his math exam? Drool. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Gotta remember though, you can see what Sid Vicious used to do with his bass. He just <laughs> baseball people right out. <laughs> well, that's a, well, that's good. I'm you've got a good background in there. So, so John, you're kind of like the front man, aren't you? Yeah, I try to be. Okay. Kind of a band leader in a sense. And He's right. the engineer and the architect. Someone's got to get some stuff done. <laughs> the guy who yells at everybody. The most musical knowledge. Okay. Yeah, I've been so, doing it forever. Yeah. Like it's, it's been so how'd you get started? Uh, guitars and pianos around the house for, yeah. since I was young. Your family was musical? Not or? really, though. But Dad tried to play guitar, mm-hmm. failed. You know, he didn't really pick it up much, but struck with me that was like age six probably and then we had piano lessons and then after that it was basically we moved from penticton to ottawa and just high school bands like okay yeah met a drummer that year rob cleesa and we hit it off and we had bands for like 10 years probably and then just in through high school like we had a crazy crazy talented class like just they scared the hell out of me some of these players like so good like when you're the bottom of the chain it's fun like, you got to pick your shit up or Exactly. You drown and quick. So, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, after that, just played a bunch of bands after high school in the Ottawa area. Daddy Cool and the Groove Bug and State of Confusion. And then I moved to the, uh, where did I go? Calgary area. Didn't have a band for a few years there. And then my brother was in Fairmont and we moved out there to uh, play music with him. Because mm-hmm. he's, uh, yeah, we had a band called the Half Sacks. And we're still playing every now and then. But yeah, he's got probably a hundred and some songs, so that's always fun. So it's, yeah, it's been original music for a long time. That's great. And then, yeah, after we kind of parted ways a bit when he moved to Clone and stuff, and then I got with John, and we played We played with Valley Forge. And yeah, we've just been writing together for like eight years, writing songs. we probably got, I don't know, 30 songs or more. Mm-hmm. That's great. You're going to be playing some of those tonight. Yeah. Quite a few of them, actually. Eh? Yeah, well, the ones that me and him have wrote, probably, yeah, probably seven of them, or probably something like that. Okay. The ones that I sing are mostly ones that me and him have wrote, and mm-hmm. Greg sings ones that he has written. Excellent. Have you, you know, you were saying that as you were growing up and playing, and you're kind of at the bottom of the, the talent pool, mm-hmm. did you ever hit that wall where you kind of think, Man, everybody is better than me. I think I'll get rid of the guitars, or oh, did no, you? No, no, no. You managed was, to push through all, that? No, I was always good enough at on the guitar. Oh, okay. I could play. Oh, what the hell was that? That's just a reverb coil. Thing. Well, that's interesting. The wind just blew a, a light down and dropped on an amp. So there you go, some real actual live bloopers right on the reel. So. So yeah, like I was saying, like you never, you don't have to really panic, or like if you're the bottom of the chain, you just. You just got to get better. You got to exactly. put some time in. Yeah. Get your, yeah, sit yeah. there for a bit and work on your chops, work on your scales, work on whatever the hell you need to work on. That's Does, good. Doesn't You don't get there if you don't work on it. So. That's right. Yeah. Some people can't push through that, but it's good that you you realize that at the time. No, it's just so. fun. 
Yeah, it is. Like playing with people is so fun. Like I couldn't do the one man band thing. I mean, yeah. I just yeah. I, I need need drums. Really, yeah, I just like the sound of drums beside you. You need the groove to get into. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's great. So, John, well, drummer. I've been a music nut since I was a, a wee kid. Mm -hmm. Same as Geary. Basically came out of the womb and uh, loved it, you know, right from the start. Uh, my mother was very musical. In fact, it used to drive me crazy as a, as a young child because if she decided she was playing the organ, you had to gather around that organ and listen. <laughs> whether, whether you liked it or, or else. Boys, yeah. I'm firing up the organ. Gather around. <laughs> so, I mean... You know, it, it was instilled in me early on, mm -hmm. and yes, it drove me crazy as a young a young boy. I, I wanted mm -hmm. to go out and play with my friends, not listen to my mother play the organ right. or, or the uh, the accordion. But uh, I guess you know it just resonated with me, and uh, uh, I started out really wanting to play drums. That was really what I wanted to play, and I used to you know tap on everything, everything, and. Uh, I mean, I would have like the mom's ironing board pulled out, and that that was uh, you know part of my drum kit. And then I had pots and pans, and I, and I didn't have drumsticks. I had like wooden spoons, and uh, she would record the. My brother, he he liked to sing, mm -hmm. so uh, we would we would just mock out songs, and she would record it and send it off to all the relatives, and uh, you know yeah. So I mean, it, it's always been there for me. My grandfather played fiddle. He was a phenomenal fiddle player, a harp player. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was about 17, I met my, my wife. And she's a hell of a, a guitar player and singer. And she, she had actually performed at Expo 86. She, she represented oh, really? the East Kootenays for musical talent cool. uh, at Expo. She did a two-week stint there. Uh, I met her right after she got back from Expo and immediately fell in love with her and wanted to learn how to play guitar. She showed me a few chords. That was all she would show me. You're on your own now. Mm -hmm. And I just played guitar for 17, 18, kind of forgot about the drums. Played guitar for, you know, many, many years, up until about eight years ago. And then I got together with John and a couple other boys, and we formed Valley Forged in the uh, Columbia Valley. We didn't have a drummer. And I certainly couldn't keep up with the guitar players that, that, <laughs> that we had already picked. So uh, I decided I'm going to play the, the drums. And it just kind of took off from there, and I've been doing it ever since. So eight or nine years in on the uh, performing scene, mm -hmm. I've always loved to write. I've always been, uh, been a writer. I, you know, I wrote poetry and stuff in school and I uh, just, you know, there's something about reading and writing for me that was really resonant. I, I like to think I'm good with words and uh, so I, you know, trying to, trying to do something fruitful with, uh, with what I think might be a little bit of a, of a gift, I guess. That's great. That's awesome. Well, listen, we're here in the studio right now with C-flats. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. 
Do you have an upcoming outdoor event, such as a wedding, party, or concert? Consider protecting your guests and equipment from the sun or rain with one or more 20 by 20 waterproof tents from Rent-A-Tent Creston. Go to our website at www.thevenuecreston.com tents for information on pricing. Bookings for next summer are already underway. Contact us now to ensure you are covered for your event. Okay, we're back here now in the studio. We've had a short break. Uh, we're with uh, C Flats at the venue. And we're going to talk a little about what they're doing now and uh, what are their, uh, basically, what's keeping them busy today. So, um, Greg. Well, uh, I moved to Canal Flats and uh, when I moved there, I thought I'm going to concentrate on my music. I'm semi-retired and I got some time. Music's my passion. I've been writing songs since I was 16. So I move into town and meet John the drummer. That's John with an H. Yes. <laughs> and, Johnny Boomstick. And he likes my stuff. He likes my stuff. So Love your stuff. A couple of weeks later, he introduces me to John without an H. Oh, he likes my stuff. It's like, okay, so we got a bass player that eventually quit before Gary came aboard. And, oh man, I think I had about eight, ten songs when we started. Wrote a couple more. Then these guys started writing. Now we got 21 songs between us. My dream has come true. I am finally getting my spiritual energy out there and i've write i've been writing since i was 16 like john john and i i just love rhyming and uh, making a story out of the rhymes so yeah we started practicing and uh got better and better and each time we practiced it got better so uh, about three weeks ago we went to uh, ocl studios we want to get about 20 songs cut in three days and we ended up getting 15, uh, took them back here, and uh, John with Outer Nature, he was mastering them, and he's doing a damn good job of mastering them, because we wanted to get as much as we could with those 14 mics on the drums and that $14,000 microphone at the studio. And I know I screwed up. I've, I've never been with a band until I moved here. I've been always a loner, singing solo by myself in my basement, or in my little cabin, and now I meet these guys. It was a dream come true. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. No, you did awesome in the studio, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You had your moments. You didn't get the one song you wanted to get, but yeah. Oh, yeah, and we never used the click matter. track. Yeah. We never used the click track. Doesn't matter. That was awesome. No, you did awesome. It's all experience. Thank when you. When you in the studio, it's all about experience. I've been to OCL three times now. Like the first time, I was nervous as hell. Like, and Greg is a great Johnny on the spot lyricist. You could just fire up a melody. And he's at the mic yeah, singing we'll lyrics uh, immediately. Practice or whatever. Immediately. Oh yeah, I sing gibberish to begin with, and then I start making up yeah, the words. Yeah, no, he's really, really good at that. You can pull them out of the air like that, and all of a sudden you got half. It's because of you guys. You're creating the music. I'm creating the vocals, just like John with his writing. You know, I'm he a makes the words. Writer, John though. comes I, up. I can't with. do it. Like, I gotta think. I gotta sit and really mull over it. And... I guess it's whatever works for you. Though. Yeah, like, well, you know, yeah. like, like, when, like the. When we're at the jams, right, and, you know, and every, we're getting ready for a break and, you know, I'll get something, just, I'll just start doing a run of something out of my head and then all of a sudden John's in there lead guitar, John's got a beat on the drums and then all of a sudden you got Greg coming over the PA there and all, you hear this gibberish and all of a sudden you start getting sentences and we're just, and it's so quick and it's so fluid and all of a sudden it's like, holy man, there it is. 
Like there's another potential song that just happened out of a snap of a finger, just pissing mm -hmm. around yeah. with some notes, you know. And it's it's great, cool. great chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Great chemistry. That's important. Yeah. yeah. And then creative process just happens mm -hmm. when that when that's going. Tell me a little bit about OCL Studios. Where are they at? Uh, it's just east of Calgary, right mm -hmm. around Langdon. Oh yeah. It's up in the middle of nowhere, like a big acreage, mm -hmm. and uh, you stay there when you go there. So it's they got you a nice day rate. Um, huge, huge live room. So they got the drums, and then you can fit, well, you can fit an orchestra in there. Like it's a huge, huge room for so fitting two guys plus then another guy in the vocal booth, singing and playing guitar. So everything's isolated. Basically, the main room's only for the drums. So yeah, just mics everywhere, and yeah, everything is isolated. And yeah, great engineers. Like we worked with uh, Rob Josh William. He's done Road Hammers, George Canyon. He's done a million records. He's so how many songs did like you do? Years. Uh, I think he said 15. I think we got 16 or 17. I'm I think. thinking 16. Yeah, I haven't counted them all up yet because I've only been focused on two. I kind of want to release them now, kind of A and B side y kind of thing at the same time. Just do two at a time, like every three weeks or a month. And then. Well, so not a big album. Then. No, it, that'll come. That'll like, come. That'll come like, more like springish, I think. It's okay. probably a better time to release it in the spring. So if mm -hmm. you do these, like, kind of just A B sides over the course of four months or whatever and then that gives you eight songs released and then there's still another eight on the record that okay. haven't been released <clears throat> just something to go for anyways but yeah it just takes time to mix and master and all that stuff which I love to do so how long were you guys in the studio it was three days yeah so you get to stay there too so it's yeah. awesome like you got a kitchen upstairs right, you, live you walk the down studio. the stairs you walk into the control yeah, room or the live room wherever you gotta go really cool place get some work really done cool. highly recommended for anybody looking to uh, to hit up a studio. Cool. It's all yeah. inclusive. Like any kind of error, you make a little bass mistake or something like that, guitar mistake, by the time you hit the control room, the engineer's pretty much got it solved. Anyways, mm -hmm. he's, he's fixed your mistake. Yeah, they really make, <laughs> really make it feel like home there too. Like it's it's a home away from home. Oh yeah. It really it's more is. of a resort. Oh really? It, 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 really like there's a swimming place. pool in the back and mm -hmm. full kitchen and beautiful house, like $4 million mansion. Huge hall, huge beautiful. hall off the kitchen. Like this. makes you want to go record an album. It, it, does, it really does. It really does. But it's the only way with kids. It's the only way to do it. You yeah. just got to go lock yourself up for three days and just or four days, whatever long you can get away. Drop the kids off at grandma's and that was the best part. because you were there on site. Like you were always in that constant vibe of the yeah. studio. Like everywhere you went, it was the studio, and it was actually really cool to just be immersed in it. It's better than going to Vegas for three days. Yeah. It's an old board too. It's been in it's been in LA. It's been in Vegas. I think it did All Star on that song, Smash Mouth All Star. Smash Mouth All Star was one. recorded Slash on Slash Snake Pit mm -hmm. or Slash the Snake Pit. So yeah, it's then I went to Nashville and did a bunch of records. And who got the platinum? Now it's in Calgary. Jocelyn Ellis. Jocelyn Ellis was recorded at that studio, and we've seen her. And uh, she's now gone platinum. She's got wow. some great, great music. Sass Jordan recorded. Sass Jordan just just re-recorded Racine. Yeah. Racing Revisited. Yeah, Spencer did she a really did, good job yeah. on that one. Yeah, awesome studio. I think Josh was working on that one, I imagine, too. Yeah, Josh. Josh he's more the recording there. engineer at that place, and then Spencer okay. Chain is the mixing guy. Mm -hmm. He's he's done so many, like, mix with the masters, goes over to France and works with all those guys, like Tony Maserati. And, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They're in the middle right yeah, now. He knows too. what he's doing. So it sounds like we're at the right okay. place oh, to yeah, get the recordings done. So. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the guy who owns it, Dan Owen, he's such a great guy. Like, it's just a losing business having a recording studio like that, but he doesn't care. He does it for the art. That's good. Yeah. 
We and need more people like that that are like Brett Kessel. To, Brett Kessel, yeah. that's where that record I think okay. was done. And yeah, yeah. he just won a Juno this year for that one. Mm-hmm. It's not what he does; it's who he is. Yeah, that's right. Well, we're, exactly. we're grateful for Rick to invite us back here because uh, we played here once. This will be our like our fourth live performance, and uh, we appreciate that, Rick. Well, yes. we Thank we you, hope Rick. to have you back again sometime. I mean, this isn't a one-off. Uh, <laughs> people, no, this is such a cool room. People yeah. like you. We'd well, love yeah. to have you back. Like Got a great idea you. here. Thank the you. The way we first come to Crescent for Battle of the Bands, we weren't sure where we were playing, and we found the venue and walked in. Old barn from '46. Yeah, 49. 49. Yeah. yeah. And it's just got such a nice vibe to it. It's very nice at home here. Well, I'm glad you feel comfortable here. It's a, yeah. We've, we've oh, tried, hard to, tried, hard to, tried hard to do that. Well, so you plan on. So you plan on any tours or anything? or? Just, uh, yeah. I guess maybe once you put the album together. Yeah, I'm got, starting to put. Yeah. yeah, I'm starting to work on uh, places I want to play because I don't want to. I just don't want to play bars. I want to play cool places yeah. like this. Yeah. Like sit down and watch. We're, we're the, not a bar band. Watch we're a the theater songs. type band. Yeah, like there's a bunch of theaters out there that are really cool that I'd like to book and play shows at. Right. All over BC. Yeah, we'll see. Well, there's a big difference between playing a, a venue and playing a bar. Oh yeah, mm, I want to. Yeah, like, and we don't ever do that. I've always played bar band stuff, so yeah. it's it's so interesting playing it this way. And I loved it the first time we were here doing that. Like it, yeah, people felt right. people come to listen to you. Yes. Yeah, it felt as good opposed, as opposed know, to come to eat supper and drink and well, visit. Yeah, that's, that's what's different for me. That's yeah. that's the weird part for me. Yeah. Yeah, and both the Johns there are so used to doing concerts. They're amazing. Their band. Like when you hear them, your foot starts shaking. You just want to dance, and we're really not a dance band, if you want to put it that way. Well, we have yeah. some of our songs, but not the whole oh, night. For sure, like, well, it's more like singer-songwriter with no. the band. Yeah, it's very singer-songwriter. Yeah. But then cool background vocals. That's what oh, I always yeah. like with the band too. Is like try to find the coolest background vocal line you can get, mm-hmm. like whether you know something that counters or whatever. Like every song has got something interesting background vocally usually. And, you, and they're getting yeah, better. Like stories. Each time as we progress, the song gets better and better because something else comes up. Gary comes up with a new bass lick. John does something on John on the That's drums. Right. We never play this, the, the, the song exactly the same each way. Each time. Twice. Yeah, because yeah, they're progressing. So they're, they're, the, it's well, the similar. Creative, the creative process it's is yeah, ongoing, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, it's ongoing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah, it's still band, the there's bands out there yeah, the meat that have been playing right. for over 25, 30 years, live, big professional bands, and you listen to them live from concert to concert or whatever, they, there's always something different. There's something different, that's they're right. They're always experimenting, they're always playing, or just having mm. fun and changing it up a little. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. God, it's live. Yeah. That's right. Got to get what you're feeling at the time out. It's got to come out. Eh? Well, we'll take a short break here. Uh, we're in the studio live with uh, C Flats. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Make sure you keep listening. That's good. Uh, Ten minutes. So one more. Yep. Are you looking for something to do with your family or friends, but your limited budget is keeping you at home? Check out the venue website at www.thevenuecreston.com for upcoming events. Consider our movie night, held every two weeks. There is no charge to attend. All you require is a society membership. Learn more on our website. Select the membership tab on the menu, and we'll see you at the movies. Okay, we're back in the studio here at uh, the venue with uh, C Flats. We're going to take a little exploration onto uh, what their future plans are. So. I guess I'll ask the question, what are your future plans? Taking over the world. Aha, same as every day. (laughs) (laughs) Period. 
<laughs> End of story. Well, I know I'm 60, and the rest of my life's going to be focused on music. That could be 15, 20 years. Never yeah. know. You never know. You never know. Maybe 30. Hey, I hope. <laughs> I'm always older than you guys, so you'll be alive. Surface <laughs> wave all the way. Yeah, I'm going with the flow. Yeah, we're just going to go with the flow. Yeah, ride it out and just keep going. Power on. See what kind of traction we can get, right? Yep. Keep traction. Burning. It's all about traction. I think we got a good grip already. A lot of powerful songs, a lot of meaning behind them. The wordsmithing's phenomenal. Like they're just a, it's a, it's a real honor to play to. And now that I'm a lot more comfortable playing to them, I get to actually listen to what's being sung, and it's, they're, it's brilliant. I just love listening to them. Like I'm a fan. And fan I'm, of your own band. Yeah, fan yeah. of my own band. Like it's really cool. Yeah, I think we have some very powerful songs. I really do. Well, John and I, when we write. Uh, uh, and John plays the guitar. We're like two different bands. And now I'd had some songs that I didn't like my voice. Gary sings them. I didn't like the song that I made. I hated my voice. John sings it. You know what I mean? We're trying to one. get everybody. <laughs> you got one. Yeah, and you got one. So we're sharing everything. I want this to be. I don't want. There's been no fighting or nothing in this band since we've been in. We're been all a year too and old a half. for that. Been a year and a half already. Yeah. So hopefully um, we'll just take it as it goes. Yep. Yeah, right. Just keep on trying. Keep, keep on going. Just keep on trucking. In life, if you don't try, you get nowhere in life. Well, you gotta keep yeah, learning. That's, right, yeah. that's what like that's what drives me crazy. Is like yeah, there's so much information out there. Like, there's that's no. all I do is just constantly learning something, whether it's website stuff or mixing stuff. I don't look like, look at guitar stuff much anymore, but uh, yeah, there's so much other stuff that you have to learn as an independent musician. You have to do everything yourself, really, unless you want to hire it out to everybody, but I don't got the money for that, so you got to learn how to do everything. Exactly. So, yeah, that takes time. Yeah, I think i got a grasp on it now. Lottery so. ticket. Well, John, you're a musician and an engineer. That's the cool yeah, part. Well, we got, got an engineer everything. in our band. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the one thing I like about going to OCL, too, is they take care of you. I don't have to do that anymore. It's like, yeah. You, you can, can concentrate on the music. Nothing, just play yeah. music, not have to sit there. And At the board. Do both duties, engineer and... Artist at the Are you a sound time. engineer or? A... Well, I can do it. Yeah, I've yeah. done it forever. What's your degree in? I don't have a degree. He's self-taught. Self oh, self just self-taught engineer. Oh, no, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I've been recording so stuff yeah. myself since I was like 16. So, yeah. All right. And I've done a couple of records with the half sacks. And he's bordering records. on ancient now. Yeah, apparently. So yeah, apparently. music here. Getting ancient. Too. <laughs> and you know the good. But thing I think up. I'm getting into my prime. No, no, man, you're doing. Oh, you're the youngest guy here, John. I don't even think I'm at my prime yet. You aren't, you're young. No, I would say you're not it. even. Yeah. Like, it takes years to get experience in this mm. game. Like, you have to learn so much. And then once you get it... They've moved on and, and changed everything. Yeah, and everything. <laughs> and constantly just changing bands and blah. You're just constantly playing with different people. And then you figure it out. And, you know, with John here, he plays his electric. He's multitasking. He's running to the mixer. He's doing this. He's adjusting this. But he's right at the mic at the perfect second to do background vocals. <laughs> the experience shows. But that's oh, a yeah, pet yeah. peeve. I hate missed background vocals. Yes. And you're right you there at the right time. Get there. You're always there. Yeah. You gotta get there. Yeah. Like that, that. Someone asked me the other day. It was uh, they said something about uh, I preferred Led Zeppelin to Eagles or whatever, and I'm like, I'm the total opposite because I just like vocals. I like background vocals. Yeah, like what builds I like song. Zeppelin, but 
I want the Eagles or Beach Boys or 60s Somebody with stuff. Huge. Or something with big vocals. Yeah, wall of sound vocals. Van Halen, like when it hits a chorus and they just give the ooze. Like, that's just big choruses. Exactly. Arena rock choruses. Why the hell not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like me working on songs solo. <clears throat> I met these guys. I got three singers behind me. So not is there only instruments. There's voices. And it builds that song dramatically. It adds a lot of depth. Dramatically. Sure does. Yeah, sure does, yeah. So with this, uh, you've recorded some songs. Mm -hmm. The possibility of an album coming out. Yes, for sure. So, um, you know, yeah, right now on... I'm in the... I'm in the process of mixing them. Okay. And my plan right now is to do, I'm not sure about release time, it's either three or four weeks, I think. But yeah, do kind of an A and a B side. Mm -hmm. I got ones coming. I was just waiting on a logo. I was hoping to have them done in time for this Crescent gig, but just waiting on the logo to be done first. But then do the A and the B side, and then they say, you know, and do some videos and all that stuff for three weeks or a month, and then put out another two then do that four or five times and then put the record out because we got 16 probably songs on there so so when you put out the album you plan to tour to promote it yeah i'm in the process of trying to set that up right now um just trying to find cool cool places to play well put us on your list oh this Absolutely. is always on the this list this is always going to be yeah, yeah. Well, and john put some stuff on youtube already mm -hmm. some unplugged versions excellent yeah that was just to try to get something on there yeah, just some content. Some content. Content's yeah. always, yeah, you just got to always keep creating content. Yeah, people That's are the gonna, hardest thing to come up with. People are going to look at your page if you're, if it gets stale, right? That's right. Keep yeah, you got to keep, keep things changing, keep things yeah. moving all the time. Mm -hmm. It's such an interesting era of the music because you can do so much yourself. You don't really need a record company or anything anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, would you rather need, not. You need, you need pu not publishing, but you need uh, distribution. Mm -hmm. That's a right. A little bit, but... Nowadays, the distribution's online anyways. Yeah, internet. So, I've, A lot of bands I've talked to, they find that uh, online sales pay them so little. Like, they're talking about a, a play on Spotify, and they're making like one half of 1% oh, like or something. Zero like that. Like zero, zero, yeah. zero, one or whatever. It, right. It's extremely But, small. I mean, like in the old days, you put a song on the radio, or even nowadays, and you get, what, four cents? Right. Five cents? So... One person listening to your song on Spotify is how much you think you should get. Like, that radio is actually hitting, what, 100,000 people or whatever right. in the cities. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But it seems like it seems like it live... Seems, seems like we're getting taken advantage of for sure. Yeah. But it seems like live is, is the way... Well, you're right, Rick. And so. you know what I've told those guys before is I might not want to be the number one band. I want to open up for bands. I want to be the backup band for some of these guys. So we're sitting backstage talking to the guys at the Jubilee Auditorium in Calgary or or the Vogue Theatre in Vancouver. And it would be nice to open up for big bands. Since we're Canadian, there's not too many good Canadian bands with the material. Like, ours, our material is so... We could back up a country band with our country songs or a rock band with our rock songs because we're all over... Pretty versatile. Map. We're all over the map with our songs. That's good. What did uh, Josh say? Like the Grateful Dead. Yeah. But we just don't do 18-minute jams. <laughs> yeah, the, the engineer that, that worked with us at OCL compared us to the Grateful Dead, mm -hmm. which was a nice compliment. Yeah, you could be. Uh, you couldn't have too much better than that. Yeah. You could certainly have worse. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, anybody have any last comments? 
Rick, thank you so yes. much for Rick, having us here. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate you coming out. Well, and Creston, like you, this, the, uh, support the support for music in the, for town, music in this town, like at that Battle of the Bands, like three, three fifty or whatever it was in that venue, like that was ridiculous for that outdoor show. Mm -hmm. I was expecting a like, hundred people, yeah. maybe. Creston has yeah, really, awesome. really been aching for live music right. for a long time, yeah. and uh, we're happy to be part of it here at the venue. We've got a lot of other good people in town here. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got awesome. uh, Stay Live Productions. Yeah, We've got a new, a new hip hop production in town now, and uh, I saw a poster for that. Yeah, Stuart Stuart's running that. Um, so, yeah, the the town of Creston in this area is really is really starting to get hopping with, and we're we're looking for live music, and people are just thirsty for it. They're hungry so. for it. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad I saw really that are. post about the Battle of the Bands. Yeah, I'm glad you guys came out. Yeah. So. We're definitely happy to be the fork to feed them. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. So. And thanks for you, Rick, for starting this whole thing and opening up this place. This is going to just get bigger and bigger. Well, we certainly hope so, and we uh, hope to uh, see much more of you guys in the future. So. You absolutely will. Okay, great. Well, listen, we're going to close it up now. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, this is Rick Brown at The Venue. And uh, keep, an, uh, keep your ears open and your eyes open. Watch our website. You'll see more bands coming in. But um, you'll be too late uh, to be told to go get tickets for tonight. But I hope that you did get tickets for tonight and that you're going to be here because it's going to be an awesome concert with C-Flats. Thank you guys for uh, spending some time in the studio here before your performance. You probably want to go get some stuff done. I'll let you go out of here. And thanks a lot. And we'll talk to you again. See you, Rick. Right.